Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. When was the last time you had an orgasm? Okay, but when was the last time you had an orgasm that was so incredible it healed your sexuality? Lots of us approach masturbation as just a thing to do to get us off and move on with our day. But what if you could touch yourself to facilitate sexual liberation? With chakras, you can. I've been using my chakras for years, and what I love about it is that chakras not only gets me off, but helps me create an intentional self-pleasure practice that connects me to my body and my inner wisdom. Chakras is a woman-owned sexual wellness company that makes beautiful handcrafted pleasure tools from pure crystal. These crystals are a natural earth-made material that come with their own unique properties to help awaken higher levels of consciousness, help you work through emotional imbalances, and heal deep core wounding. And the orgasms are incredible. If you want to bring sensual vibes and much-needed healing to your sexuality, go to shockrubs.com and use my code LIBERATION to get 15% off your purchase. That's C-H-A-K-R-U-B-S dot com, promo code LIBERATION for 15% off your purchase. Center your pleasure and heal your sexuality with chakras, and may your orgasms be plentiful. Hey everyone, I'm Evian Whitney, and this is The Sexually Liberated Woman. In this episode, I'm speaking to my boo, Jiminika Eborn. She's a trauma specialist and a sex educator whose work is not just about providing safe spaces of healing to survivors, it's also about unshaming and taking the charge out of talking about sexual assault. If you've been listening to The Sexually Liberated Woman for a while, you know that we've had a couple of episodes dedicated to this conversation about sexual trauma, sexual assault, and healing. I'm specifically thinking about my conversation with Rachel Maddox in episode 17, and then Sheena's story of erotic empowerment after rape in episode 18. So we've definitely talked about this before. And I'm going to continue talking about it because I think that this is a conversation that needs to be had over and over again. We need to continue telling our stories and sharing the ways we're actively healing because it's that sharing that helps release the shame and stigma around sexual assault and being survivors. 
And with Jim and Nika, I especially wanted her to be on the podcast to talk specifically about the ways we can help support and take care of survivors, that being ourselves and each other. Because that's Jiminika's specialty. She does this amazing, important work as both a sex educator and also through her podcast, Trauma Queen, which you should definitely check out because it is one of my personal favorites. And your girl was also on an episode. Jiminika is a gem and a treat. I love how resourceful she is. I love how real and fiery she is. I get so much life and inspiration from her just by her being in my life on a daily basis. So needless to say, I'm very thrilled to have her on The Sexually Liberated Woman so you can get your life and be supported by her as well. And a quick note before we start. Even though we're not getting into any graphic details, this episode does touch on themes of sexual assault, rape, and trauma. And if you're in a tender place, please feel free to come back to this at another time. That said, this conversation is really, really restorative. It's really, really healing. And uh, I want for you to know that even if you are in a tender place, this is a conversation that is for your healing. It is meant to get you to a place of support and encouragement to begin this process of healing, to have these really important conversations with your partner, with your friends, on your own terms, in a really gentle way. Okay, enjoy our conversation. Jiminika, I'm so excited to have you on my podcast. Welcome to The Sexually Liberated Woman. Yay. You know, I'm very sexually liberated, so I'm here. Yes, girl. That's why I had you on, because I know that you are sexually liberated. You are sexual liberation goals. Some, You know, not this month. Uh, maybe last two months. Yes, she was out here doing fun things. Yeah, I've been kind of feeling that way too regarding my own sexy sexual energy. I'm like, yeah, not not to the best degree, but like she's still here. She's but she's just like li- lying dormant a little bit. She's kind of tired. I'm I'm very much just like I'm gonna just lay in bed, and if I I need support, I have a cordless Hitachi to my right. Yes, I love that. I love that. Okay, so you are a trauma specialist. I have mad respect for people who do anything regarding sexuality, education, trauma resolution. But I have so much respect for someone like you who does both the education and also the trauma resolution. So tell me a little bit about what it was that made you choose this work as your life's work. Because like, you know, it's it's hard shit. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and every time I tell someone that I do it, they go, they get like this sad transition face. They're like, oh, oh. And I'm like, stop it. Um, <laughs> for me, it's been an interesting journey. So um, sometimes I say I'm a child of trauma. My mother was murdered when I was a baby. They found me with her body. Mm. And like, I think for me, knowing that, like my grandparents raised me, her parents, and they were always very open and sharing. And also they were very open to allowing me to figure out my path, which I know some people's parents aren't. So I'm mm. so thankful. And growing up, basically an only child. I had like my aunts who were like my sisters, but only child with older grandparents. I didn't have nothing to do. So I was, oh my God, my nosy skills in researching. If you ever need something, I can find it out. Oh, good to know. Anytime something comes up, my friend's like, I think this is happening. I'm like, do you have a name? If if you have a photo, whatever, I'll figure it out. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, And so I like learned how to read very early and research and like figuring things out in documents. And growing up like that, I wanted to um, do some type of detective work and also help women. Mm. And so, of course, Law and Order SVU got mama. And I was like, well, clearly this is what I need to do. I need to be Olivia. How do I become? And then I went to school for criminal justice because, again, that's one of the paths I thought I had to do. And uh, I got kicked out because a part of the path is going to class. And um, I did not. (laughs) That would be me. I would be like, I like the idea of going to school and sitting down, but in practice, nah. 
dropping it low, spreading it wide every other night. <laughs> so I felt fine, but then I wouldn't go to class. And right before I got kicked out, I was living with some friends who, woof, that went left, but I was sexually assaulted in my apartment. Mm. And so I felt like after that, it just kind of changed the course of my work. And when I got ex um, expelled from school, I became a rape crisis counselor and opened a vintage clothing store. And everyone's always like, how? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm a Gemini. This is how it came out. <laughs> ah, okay, okay, okay. Gemini, I see you. Yeah, with a cancer stellium. So I have lots of cancer in my chart. Oh, that's why we're such good friends. Because mm -hmm. I, I don't typically like Geminis. <laughs> People say that and I'm like, guys, come on. <laughs> But yeah, so I, I did that and it was the most humbling and amazing thing I ever did. So I went back to school for psychology. And while I was in school, I just continued to work in different mental health facilities. I was that every two years, I need a new place, I need a new place. So I worked in with juvenile sex offenders, which blew my entire mind. Mm. It was crazy. And then I worked with um, juveniles in a mental health facility from the youngest we had was 10 to 18. And they had all types of diagnoses and that was the best training I ever got. Like I learned how to navigate myself and other people. Then I just kept going, eating disorders, working with adult women, working in a high trauma facility just last year in Malibu. Like the place was T-Rash, but I learned a lot. Mm. And I, like I said, I went back to school for psychology. Um, and while I was doing all this work, like burnout rate is real. Like I kept yeah. burning out. And each summer I would be like, okay, I need to do something fun. So I would help design weddings or work with babies. Like I was like, how do I just keep sanity and keep doing the work I loved? And then I just got so tired again. And I was like, Ugh, I don't know if I can do this. And then I was like, how, what is a job that is always evolving, always fun. And it like fits into who I am. And I was like, Ooh, sex. And my mom was like, I'm sorry, what now? <laughs> I was like, no, 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 no. Let me figure it out. And they were like, okay, girl, whatever. And I was like, Oh, well, clearly I have to be a sex therapist. Cause that's the only new thing I knew. So I started grad school to be a marriage and family therapist. And I got halfway through. So I have like five classes and some hours left, but I was like, I don't want to do this. I don't like all the laws and the restrictions and all of these things. And I was like, I'm just going to do sex ed. Cause that's when I finally figured out that there's so many conferences and there's specific trainings. And I was like, what the hell? I got to save some money, but I, I dove into it and I found a way to do what I love too in helping survivors because even in sex ed, most people are talking about the, the toys and the parties yes. and all these things. But they don't talk about trauma, which affects most of us. Right. Like, I don't know educators that haven't been not touched by something, some type of something, some type of trauma. Why, why do you think that is? Like, why do you think it is that, like, obviously, sexual, uh, sexual trauma, sexual assault, rape is like, honestly, in, in, in the most fucked up way, the norm for so many of us? Like, why is it that folks like sex educators are not centering trauma. It's not fun. Yeah. Right. Like it's not fun. Like, what, like I said, <laughs> when people find out I do trauma work, they're like, Oh my God. And I'm like, what's wrong with you? And like, <laughs> but again, that's why I do what I do because my whole thing is to normalize it. Like I don't want to ever walk up to a cyber survivor and be like, Oh no. I'm like, that shit was hard. Wasn't it? Okay. Let's talk about it. If you want, you don't have to mm -hmm. we can do something else. And people are always like, wait, what? You're not going to woe with me. And I'm like, you, do you want me to? And they're like, no, thank God. <laughs> like, mm. Because it's not fun, right? Like people right. don't want to talk about the hard things and face them. But like, for me, we can work on the hard things so we can face the fun stuff. Like we got to get to the fun stuff mm -hmm. because shit comes up. Like I have had things that be like, Oh, wait, didn't know this was a trigger. Hold on. Let's bring it back. You know, like, and sometimes you don't realize it until you're doing the fun stuff. So like doing this work, it prepares survivors for when something comes up, how to handle it. Right. So you can keep doing it, how to talk to your partner, how your partner can like make themselves a better partner, a better ally, mm -hmm. a better accomplice. I'm so glad that you mentioned the fact that like it is through the fun stuff that our traumas and our triggers can come through and remind us that like, oh, hey, this is still a thing. <laughs> um, yep. And 
And I, I work with survivors in my work a lot too. I, I tell people all the time who ask me like, you know, what sort of, what, what's your background with, uh, with trauma work and things like that? Like every single one of my clients has been sexually violated in some capacity. And yeah. so I'm, I'm of the same belief as you that like, we need to do the hard stuff. We need to get to the challenging stuff. We need to get to the root of that stuff before we can really allow ourselves and give ourselves permission to be the sexually liberated people that we want to be because otherwise we're just putting band-aids over it or we're just putting like fun like icing that's like sparkly and glitters and like it's it's wonderful it feels good but you're not like addressing the root of that no and it's going to come back right yes yes it's just going to keep coming back and it's going to keep reminding you that like oh hey remember that thing that you've been ignoring um i'm i'm back again <laughs> Surprise. You thought you just could ignore me. Yes. Well, so my my question was like, you know, you were talking about how triggers come up within those fun experiences. And I know that this is a thing that has happened to me. It's happened to my clients. Like, what do you think is the best way for a survivor who is being reminded through those fun experiences that like, Oh yeah, you've been sexually traumatized and this needs to be addressed. Like what's the best way to begin that work? I mean, it, it would be nice for us to just know all our triggers. <laughs> um, and that would like set the mood for everything. But honestly, things will pop up that you didn't even know was a trigger. So I think also as a survivor, being mindful that anything that can affect the five senses can be a trigger. Like it may be a smell from that night, something you see, something you ate that day. Like just being aware like that something may come up and that you may not possibly know it or be able to control it. So allowing yourself that grace, because I think survivors can be extremely hard on themselves. Mm. And even in that moment of say you're, you're having sex with a partner and something comes up and they're like, oh my God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like you don't have to apologize. This is a natural safety reaction that you don't even realize. So I think like for me, when I talk about things like a trigger comes up and you freak out and however your body reacts, know that that's how your body is trying to keep you safe mm. versus like, oh my God. And then I just got up. That's because that's what your body thought was safe for you in that moment. So I think giving yourself grace and patience is really important as a survivor and my, my, my thing is also like, if you're able to talk to your partners, like I know sometimes we're out here and you have hookups and everything, and it's not always easy to be like, Hey, so I was assaulted one time and this may come up. But for me, like when I talk about things, the way I try to do it is kind of include it with like, Hey, what are things you're into? Like when, when I have sex with someone, I'm like, so what are you, what are you into? So we can both enjoy the situation. Mm -hmm. You can also include that in like, Hey, so I'm not into this position or I'm not into, you know, this type of sensation. Like you don't necessarily have to share the reason why, but do it for your own safety. So like for me, like I always tell people, and this is my jam, you have to take care of your star player. You are your own star player every day, every hour, every second. So you have to make sure you are good so you can function in these spaces. It's great to have support. It's great to have, and I've been working on changing the verbiage from an ally to an accomplice. You, it's great to have accomplices in your life, but also figure out a way to, to navigate and advocate for yourself in a way that feels good. Oh, I love that. Can you talk a little bit more about why you are switching from ally to accomplice? Because I hear that yes. a lot, like people are reframing that word. And I'm always like really interested in hearing about why that is. Yeah. So for me, I think they're two different people in, in, a, in this fight, right? Uh, for me, an ally is someone that, you know, we need you because you like to repost things and you like to be like, oh my God, so this thing and share a story, right? Which is great. We need the stories to be shared. We need people to see things. But an accomplice is that person that, okay, so this, this is the vision that just came to me. You were riding in the car with your mother and there's like something comes up and you have to stop abruptly. I don't know about you, but my mom would always throw her arm around my body and block it. The soccer mom save. <laughs> yes. So that's like what an accomplice does. They're like, I got you. Mm. Like, yeah, uh, Let me take control of this. Let me save you. So an accomplice is someone that shows up 
and shows out. Like they're like, oh my God, you don't need to worry about this. Stay home. I'll go to that rally. I will stand in the way of whatever it is. Like, I don't even want you to be in harm's harm's way. Mm. Let me handle this. So that's what an accomplice is. Someone that shows up and actually does work versus just lip service. Mm. So again, I think both are needed. Yeah. But in this this crazy world that we're living in, I need the accomplices versus the ally. I can repost things all day. I can share information. I need people to show up for me physically. And so for me, that's what an accomplice is. So I wrote a class about like how to be transition and like how to support survivors from an ally to an accomplice. Like how do you actually do the work? Yeah. What, what does doing the work from a, well, I, I have, I have this question in two parts, but I don't know if, if I don't know if there are different answers. So I'm thinking about what it looks like to be an accomplice as a friend or um, someone who is like, you know, your sister, your friend, your bestie, your cousin has Uh been sexually assaulted, has been sexually violated. And then also that question of your lover, your sexual partner has been sexually assaulted. Like, do you does being an accomplice to in in those different ways do they look the same are are the outcomes the same does that make sense yeah 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 so there's a lot of crossover in that right like so your besties and stuff aren't going to be fornicating with you oh my god fornicating is one of my favorite words <laughs> I can't believe you said fornicate. It's just such like one of those words. I love it. I say fornicate all the time. My friends are like, did you just say it? I think I did. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) I love it. Let's bring it back. Yes. So your your family and friends aren't going to be fornicating with you. So that's a different level of intimacy Mm. that has to be evaluated differently. But overall, like the accomplice needs to you know, read information, like, no, just repost it, read the information, you know, take some classes, learn about terminology. Also take care of yourselves. Like everyone needs to take care of themselves, like figure out like your emotional intellect. Like, I think that's really important that people just try to scheme through, like figure out who you are. Also, I think that's great to being a supporter and finding your own support Mm. because things will come up when you're supporting people. But continued education, because there's always new things. I'm continuing to learn things. Um, Continued education is really good. And being honest in things you can support someone in. So like, that's how an accomplice can be like, oh my God, I would love to support you, but I don't know enough about this right now. Um, But I want to be here for you. Give me some time to like, figure out how I can support you the best for me and you. Mm. Like being honest, I think is good. And that's just like a few things. And, And as a partner listening to your partner being like, Hey, have a safe word or something. Like if something comes up, you can just say red and I will stop. And there'll be no questions. Like being able to communicate with that partner, like what's going on. And, and again, continued education, figure out like what your partner likes Mm. physically. I think that's really important. And again, these are just a few things, but like a few things is somewhere to start versus just being like, Oh my God. Yeah. No, I'm an ally. I know all the things. Well, what do you know? Well, well, um, I, um, I, I saw this story and I retweeted because the title. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's just little things to start. And just, you know, once you start doing it, you'll be like, oh, you'll continue learning. Mm-hmm. And that's what we need. Continue learning and supporting people. Because again, everyone's story is different. There's mm-hmm. no one trauma story that is the same as anyone else's. I'm also thinking about what this is like on the other side for the survivor, you know, mm-hmm. like I know how, I know how great it is to have these conversations with your partner, but like sometimes you're just really freaked out about even having these conversations or you feel embarrassed. Like I'll speak very personally. There have been many, many times in my relationship where I was feeling triggered or um, I was being like, I felt really uncomfortable, but, and I knew that I should speak up. I knew that I should say something, but I didn't feel comfortable in that moment either because I didn't feel like my partner would be able to hear me or because I felt embarrassed. Like, I don't want to ruin like this moment. Like, obviously they're having a, a good time. And if I were to speak up and say, Hey, this isn't going for me, I'm really uncomfortable or I need to stop. I was feeling that shame and that guilt of having to speak up in that way. And I wonder if you have any like 
I don't know, words of wisdom for someone like that who goes through that. Because I hear that a lot, even in my own work, where Mm -hmm. my clients will say to me that like, yeah, I have been continuing to have sex even when my body is screaming at me not to. And it's my body's giving me these messages of no, stop because you're being triggered and you need to like take a step back and we need to find a way to kind of stabilize and ground ourselves back into each other again. But like, it feels, it feels scary to do that. It feels really embarrassing to do that, you know? So like, yeah, what, what are your thoughts on that? Again, I think for survivors, we are so hard on ourselves. Yeah. Right. Like we're like, well, I should be able to do this and I'm going to do it because I should be able to, but just because you should be able to do something doesn't mean you should do it. And that's okay. Right. Like mm. giving yourself that patience and grace to take care of yourself. And I, I, I keep saying it because it's so true because we're like, well, I should be able to do this. Like I am, I'm 30. I'm in my prime. I'm fine. I should be able to move and do these things. And yeah, you should be able to. And I really hope that you find a space to do that, but also being honest with yourself at where you're at. Mm. It's like, you have to re it's like getting back on a bike, but you're like, Oh shit. Can I do this? Let me get some training wheels. And it's okay to start over and rebuild because you may be rebuilding, you're rebuilding new muscles with trauma. Shit gets fucked up. Shit gets disheveled. Your muscles may get weak or you may lose some, mm-hmm. right? So we may be recreating these strength muscles or just re-strengthening the ones that we have. And it's like going to a gym. It takes time. It takes, it takes process. You don't just walk in the gym and be like, oh my God, I have a six pack now. I can lift everything with one toe. That's not how it works. <laughs> right. Right. Like, like it takes time to build this up. So giving yourself that time and grace. Now, answering your question and talking to partners, it's really hard, right? Like having any type of hard conversation, if it's about trauma, if it's about money, if it's just about life, like it's hard. And so facing that, like, this is a hard thing I'm about to do. And even sometimes, I don't remember one of my friends was like, sometimes I like to just name it out loud. Like, this is a hard conversation I want to have with you. And it's hard for me. So I may pause and I may not be able to get through it. But I need you to understand this is really important to me. Mm. So you've already laid the groundwork and the boundaries of how this conversation may go. Mm. And it may take you five, six, 20 times until you can get it all the way out. And that's okay. Mm. Yeah. It's just the patience and the grace for yourself. Like you are allowed to take up as much time and space as you need to. And if you have a partner that's like, well, I need you to just hurry up and tell me, like, check that person and be like, so here, check this out. Check this. If you need to change your tone, because mama changes her tone real quick, check this out. I'm doing something really hard and I want to share it with you because of X, Y, and Z. But if you can't be there for me, it's also okay to leave these people. Mm, yes. Yes. Yeah. What I'm hearing you say is that it's, it's okay for us to be messy about it. Like we don't mm-hmm. have to, we don't have to show up and be like, okay, very concise, very clear. Like it's okay for us to be messy. And it's, it's important for us to give ourselves compassion as we're learning these new tools of speaking up in this way. Definitely. Cause that's, you have to, Yeah, cause you will burn yourself out and you will continue to struggle. And also being reminded that like, there is no time period and there's no, there is no guarantee that something won't come up. I, I was assaulted in college in my early twenties. I had a re-triggering thing happen last November and mama shut down. I was still working, but I was working from home. I was like, I don't trust any man in my life. I don't care how long I've known you. And I've had to rebuild those muscles again. Now I'm okay. Now I'm like, okay, yeah, now I can do these things. But being like, oh, I'm human. So being reminded that no matter what job you do, sex educators, we do this work every day. You do this work every day, but something can come up and throw you off. And that's what life is. Right. And you have to adapt and take it slow for whatever you need to do. Figure out like what your resources are. How do I help myself get back? I have a therapist. I had, I went to a, I just came back from a silent retreat. I meditate. I read books. I sit with crystals. I have certain smells like you have to figure out what works for you and mm. trial and error in that is also okay. Oh, it's so affirming to hear you say that. Well, it's affirming and it's also shitty, but I mean, that's life, right? <laughs> that like, you know, that essentially that you could be 
in your 30s, in your 40s and have something that happened to you in your 20s still affect you. Like I I I go through this often where I have felt and I I know that there are other people out there who feel this way where it's like, "Oh, sweet, enough time has passed. I'm good." Like I'm on mm-hmm. a really great really great like track here. I haven't been triggered in a long time. It's done. It's over. And then I actually was uh re-triggered Oh man, a few months ago when I was having sex and I was like, where the fuck is this coming from? I I thought that this was done. Like I thought that I was over this. And then that started this cycle of like, oh my God, I'm still broken. Oh my God, I still have work to do. And then feeling like all this shame and guilt. And so it's really, I mean, obviously like I worked through that, but like it's it's really good to hear that like it's it's kind of normal for that to be happening yeah. and to sort of like to sort of like create systems in your life to bolster yourself when and if that happens again, because like trauma, trauma is weird. The way that our bodies respond. Yes. And, and it's like, you know, we, the best thing that we can do is to work with our bodies and to give our bodies permission to just be like, okay, body, you're doing this thing. I'm going to move out of the way, let you do your thing and like give you lots of care and love in this process as you come back and find grounding into yourself. Yeah. And it's okay to, to also, if you're like, I don't know if I want to deal with this right now, that's okay. But do know it's not going anywhere and you can only run for things for so long. The Sexually Liberated Woman celebrates sexual liberation. And since you're listening to this podcast, I think it's pretty safe for me to assume that you want to be about this life. Maybe you're already on your sexual liberation journey and you're starting to explore your erotic self bit by bit. Or maybe you're one of the many, many people out there who isn't at all comfortable with their sexuality, but wants to be. No matter where you are on your journey, I would love the opportunity to help you step out of shame and into sexual empowerment via one-on-one mentoring, fierce guidance, and resources that support your healing. If you're ready to be sexually free, go to evianwhitney.com slash shop and start your sexual liberation journey today. That's E-V-Y-A-N-W-H-I-T-N-E-Y dot com slash shop to begin your sexual awakening. I'll see you there. My question is how... Because as as I was, you know, wrapping my brain around my own relationship with my trauma and how it resurfaces, it's kind of reassuring to know that like, oh, yeah, that's normal. It shows up. But also it's kind of shitty. Mm-hmm. Like this idea that like trauma is with you for the rest of your life. Like it is going to be with you forever. Like how do you reconcile that? I mean, yes, it's going to be with you, but it doesn't have to be such an extreme factor in your life, mm. right? Like you got bones and organs and things that you don't really, you know, ever visit, but they're there. Right. Like you could break your little pinky toe and be like, damn, I didn't even know this bone right here existed, but it's it's a part of you, right? Right. Like it doesn't have to be that overwhelming earth shaking thing. It's a part of your story. Mm. It's not your whole story. And I, I constantly remind people that like, yes, trauma happens to me, but it's not my whole story. Did it help you know, navigate some things. Yeah. But that's not all of who I am. So being reminded of like, it's a part of me, but it's not all of me. Mm. I think it's really, really important to be like, oh yeah, this happened. Yeah. Okay. I think trauma survivors are extremely strong. Yes. Agreed. Like shit happens to us. And yes, it does happen predominantly to uh, cis, cis women, right? But it happens to all women, however you identify. And it also happens to men. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't have to be your full story. It's a part of who you are. And like I said, I think trauma survivors are some of the strongest individuals that I know because you have to rebuild your body. And what happens when you break a bone? It comes back stronger. Oh, that's beautiful. That's a really beautiful reframe. I try. 
<laughs> That's why I had you on this podcast because you're amazing. <laughs> Speaking of podcasts, I want to talk about Trauma Queen, which I am a huge fan of. I love this podcast. Oh. Tell me how it was that you wanted to highlight stories of survivors, you know, and, and why. Yeah. So it's real funny for me. It's funny. I was sitting with manager Dan, who I call my fanager, my friend, family and manager. So we just stuck with manager. <laughs> Shout out to Dan. Dan's amazing. And one day we were like talking about like things I want to work on in one of our meetings. And I was like, yeah, I don't want to teach. And Dan looked at me and like ripped up all the papers and threw them in the air. I was like, first of all, you were so dramatic right now. <laughs> like, what the hell is this? And then I like, after I was done laughing, I was like, I want to teach and I want people to learn and be educated. But I don't necessarily just want to be sitting in front of a classroom writing on a board. Like, that's not who I am. And Dan's like, well, you're really good at like speaking and like talking. And that's what you want to do. What about a podcast? And I was like, yes, I love that. Mm. And I, and we sat down and kind of just figured it out. Like trauma queen. Cause that's trauma is what I'm talking about. And a queen because blessed be, that's just who I am. You're welcome world. Yes. Um, <laughs> and we put it together. And so of course it started out as just being like, focus on sexual assault survivors which was the first season. And then I was like, but there's so much more. Like it doesn't just have to be focused here. So I've kind of worked around like trauma queen and been like sexual assault survivors and other traumas. Mm, yes. Because a lot of traumas have sexual assault connected to them. I recently, we, last year I went back to school. So I'm working on my master's in health psychology and learning that traumas can create, trauma within our body can create other illnesses and other mental illnesses and physical illnesses and just things like that. And people forget about that. So for me, trauma queen is a space for one people that are constantly overlooked. So it's a lot of marginalized folks. Like you won't, mm, you won't be seeing no cute little blonde muffies on my show. Like that's just not cool. <laughs> I don't know why Muffy came up, but <laughs> I have nineties brain. But uh... like, that's not, I want you to listen because I want you to learn. Yeah. You got enough podcasts. Like this is for people that are disabled, that are black, brown, however, different members of the LGBTQ community. Like I just did the the stories and the traumas of black femmes. And you may look and be like, oh, well, these people are femmes. I'm like, mm, they're non-binary. Or this person looks like a cis male. Mm, they utilize femme, like female, she, her. And people like, what? Like my goal is for people to share their stories because as someone that is a black woman, I have learned and healed through other people's stories. Yes. And I think that's a cultural thing for us to be like, oh yeah, no, the story's passed down. You're like, oh, the strength and everything. Mm -hmm. And that is why we have trauma queen. And so we did sexual assault and each episode is its own little story. Like, everyone's story looks different. Like we had a cis gay male survivor. We had someone who was trying to get back into sex after trauma, someone that's never been in the therapy or never talked about it until that day on the show. Like we do this. <laughs> and then we went into gaslighting and like what that looks like, because that's a trauma. And then how Ooh, the gaslighting <laughs> affects like sexual things. Yep. There's so many things connected and that is why I created this show. And this is why it's amazing and my favorite and we do the work and we're trying to raise the coins so we can keep everything going smoothly, but people heal through other people's stories. And we make sure that yes, you hear their story, but you also hear them coming out on the other side or how they're still trying to and what they've been doing and things that have worked and haven't. Yeah. One of, one of the, biggest reasons why I love Trauma Queen is, well, I mean, there's so many, but like, I, I love the storytelling aspect of it. I think it's really important to highlight and uplift voices that haven't been heard, uh, especially voices of survivors of trauma. But I also love that this is a really great resource for people. Like you 
like fill every single episode with lots and lots of resources that people can use to help themselves, to help other people. And I, I think that that's what makes the work that you do both like ally and also accomplice. It's like, you mm-hmm. know, you're giving people this wonderful glimpse into other people's um, self-healing journeys and their stories. And then you're also telling people, okay, now it's time for you to do the work and here's how, which I love. It's just, it's so good. I recommend it to all of my clients who are looking for more solidarity and affirmation about their own sexual trauma um, and just traumas across the board. Yeah. Yeah. And we do. Each episode has three different resources at the end. Like I go and and they're kind of catered to that conversation. So if you're like, oh, I want to hear gaslighting in a polyamorous relationship, go to Lola's episode. And those resources will fit that type of relationship and that type of gaslighting. I love that. It's really important. And I'm so glad that I'm able to put this out there for people because, you know, you and you never know who's listening. You never know who needed to hear the thing. And if you needed to hear the thing, I'm so glad you found it. I'm so glad that you're doing this work. Like it is, it is really, really important. So thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you. You know what else I was thinking? The reason we do it in this way is because it's, these conversations are so scary. And again, like I said, I want to normalize it. Like there's laughter in every episode. I've had people be like, but you're laughing. And I was like, Cause we're, cause laughter is fun. Like things are funny. You're allowed to laugh. And people are like, Oh yeah. Like sometimes we have to be reminded that, yeah, things are shitty, but they don't have to always be shitty and you're still allowed to have happiness. Yes. Oh, beautiful. That actually brings me to a question that I've been really wanting to ask you, which is that one of the questions that drives your podcast, Trauma Queen, is how can we collectively continue to heal? Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering what the continuation of your healing looks like these days. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Good question. Oh. Um, <laughs> Thanks, girl. <laughs> I have a Black woman therapist, and that has been magical. All praise <laughs> the Black woman therapist. Lord have mercy. We've talked about this many times, mm-hmm. but my Black woman therapist, who is queer and radical and feminist and womanist, mm-hmm. I mean, she has changed my life and she has snatched my edges multiple times. You know, because you were just a guest on Trauma Queen. And yes. We talked about that. Of like, yes. oh no, we needed someone that I didn't have to come in and s- explain everything. I like to walk in and be like, okay, girl, let me tell you. And she'd be mm-hmm. like, well, tell me then. <laughs> like, right, right. That's what I needed. And not to say that other therapists aren't great. I mean, some people just don't know how to work with people with melanin in their skin or identifying different types of relationships, do the work. But like this for me just made sense. I literally just, oh, it's been literally a week that I came home from this silent retreat, which was the scariest thing I've ever done. And for me, that was a part of my healing of like going and sitting face value with things I've been trying to like avoid, which Mm. is again, it's scary because it smacks you in the face, but it was so healing because I learned how to navigate my body better. Like I have chronic pain and I can sit with things a lot easier and be like, okay, this is rising and falling. It's not going to stay forever, but also like learning about my reach, my traumas and like how to deal with them. Um, And also continued education, I think is so important for myself. And my continued education also comes through when I work with clients or if I'm just talking to my other friends that do sex ed or work in trauma, like, again, we learn a lot from each other's stories and each other's work. Yeah. Like one of my favorite phrases about that is like you learn by teaching. And I I say all the time that like all, every single client I've had has taught me so much about myself and my yeah. own healing journey and has like prompted me to continue to heal and to continue to challenge these old stories that I have about my sexuality, my body, my worth, everything. And so that's why I love educators and sexuality educators in particular so much because, you know, the best ones are the ones who don't tout themselves as experts. They're the ones that are like, yeah, I know a thing or two, but I'm also right in the trenches with you. Like I'm still learning. I'm still continuing to heal as well. Yeah. And being honest about that. Yeah. I think also for me, that has really worked. And and 
I sometimes didn't realize I was doing it until someone mirrored it back. And they're like, you're just so honest. Like you show up and be like, I'm not doing well today, but today this is what I, I have to give you. Like being honest about where you are as a provider has helped my work and my healing. Like it's, it's a journey. Like things, and like I learned at the retreat, things have ups and downs. Like some days you may be having a good day and some days you want to just may stay in bed and that's okay. So knowing how my body navigates and how I navigate my body and work with it has been really helpful for my healing and be like, you should be doing work right now. Like, why aren't you doing this thing? Like coming back from that silent retreat, I haven't been able to work until like, I didn't get anything done until Friday night. Mm. And it was like, I need to get work done. I have deadlines and things. And my body was like, that is so cute, girl. So we won't be doing that, (laughs) but eventually. (laughs) And so my healing is continued as I learn, as I learn from people, but I, it's great. I'm excited for all of the things that keep showing up and showing out for myself. Mm, I love that you said that you're excited. I love that. Like thinking about healing as not this drudgery, boring, annoying task that you have to do, but something that you're excited to keep coming back to. Yeah. Cause you got to work it. <laughs> like, yeah. So, and, and being excited to just see also like how I arrive to the occasion when something hard comes, like, how am I going to react to this? Old Jiminika in her twenties would react by uh, just getting drunk. Like that was it. Oh, this is a thing. Can't deal with it. I'm going to get drunk. And then if you're a guy that interrupts that, I might punch you. Like I went through mm. like a punching violent phase of just men. Which I can look at now and be like, damn, bitch, what was going on? Okay, let's let's talk about that. But like now I'm like, oh, this comes up. Let me get some grounding techniques. Where are my feet? How is my breathing? Oh, it's it's kind of everywhere. Let's focus on that. Like, let's step away from this situation and figure out like I have my safety people. Like my person is my best friend who I met the first day of seventh grade who knows everything about my life. And if something comes up, I can just hit her, which... I'm like, whoo. So finding those people has been great. Amazing. Okay, Jiminika. So tell us where people can find you, where people can work with you. I know that you work with other people to help them resolve and make space for healing regarding their traumas. So yeah, tell us everything because you're fantastic. Thank you. Um, yeah, it's super. I'm super everywhere with Jiminika. So if you can spell Jiminika, J-I-M-A-N-E-K-I-A, that's my Instagram. That's my Twitter. That's how you can find my Facebook business page. And my website is traumaqueen.love. Like that's the full website. People are like, are you sure? And I'm like, yes, it's mine. And there you can even find like how to listen to Trauma Queen. It has direct links for every different source you can listen to. You can figure out like, who is she really like all my, my, my CV, I put it on my website. So you can be like, Oh, let me find out all her business. You can see other things I've done. You can book sessions. You can buy merch. Those are kind of just like the direct pathways to me. Fantastic. And you, I think you were telling me before we hit record that you have some really cool stuff coming out soon. Oh my gosh. Yes, 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 yes. So uh, we just released like the merch part of Trauma Queen, which is super exciting. Yeah. So we will have our coloring book available, which you can get on Trauma Queen. You can pre-order it now. Cute. Yeah. I curated the coloring book and I had a non-binary, beautiful human, because I always feel like we need to support the community, design like the pages. And then I have pages of affirmations and I have journaling pages in it. So it's like kind of like an all encompassing healing book. And then I'm also doing a partner kit with kink kit, which you can, you'll be able to find on my website and kinkkit.com directly. And it's a healing box. There are tons of games in it of like how you can connect with your partner and it is not gender specific. So it's a box for everybody and there's different games in it. There's sex toys. There's going to be uh, a discount for some online therapy sessions. There will be a discount for my online classes. It's kind of like a really amazing, just like a box you can pull out and utilize more than once. Also the box in general is just beautiful. Oh, amazing. Yeah, but you can like pull it out and do different games. I also like one of the games we include is we give you like a marker and you can do some body forgiveness things and write on yourself or have your partner write on you like different terminologies that feel good to you or allow them to affirm those parts of your body. And that's just like one thing. Oh, wow. 
I'm actually going to probably send you one. Like oh, I was like, I was like who do we want to send them to? And I was like, she needs one. So, Oh my God, I would love that. And I'll make sure to put like all the links to where people can find you and this kink yeah. box uh, in the show notes. Cause yeah. Oh, and I love the coloring book too. Like, oh, you're doing such amazing work right now. Thank like all, always, like not up right now, <laughs> always. You know, sometimes when you're doing the thing, you don't think about it. Like I'm just like, my friends and my mom yell my best friends are like so you're not going to tell us you were in Cosmo and I was like I guess <laughs> like that, I don't have time so you did Playboy yeah like so what like I have things to do so it's like <laughs> like I think you get it too like you're so enmeshed in the work that like when you pull back you're like oh that's why I'm tired <laughs> yes yes I feel that. I feel that. Well, thank you so much for the work that you do. Thank you so much for showing up with your truth of your story and helping other people heal and find the truths of their own stories. I'm so honored and I love having you as a friend. And uh, thank you for coming on the podcast too and sharing your magic and all of your wisdom with us. Well, thank you for having me. And I hope everyone can find a little, a little gem in this conversation. Oh, I, I believe they, I believe they can. If not, maybe, maybe they need to check their pulse because (laughs) they, they may not be, they may not be breathing properly. I don't know. That's fair. That's totally fair. I get that. This podcast is produced, edited, and designed by me, Evian Whitney. Find me on my website, evianwhitney.com, and on Instagram at evian.whitney to keep up with me and my work. The Sexually Liberated Woman is made possible with editing help by Samantha Riddell and community support from each one of my very special patrons on Patreon. I literally couldn't do this without you. If you want to help sustain the sexually liberated woman, go to patreon.com slash SLW podcast and become a patron. And don't forget to rate and review on Apple podcasts. It helps others find the show. Thank you so much for being here and I'll see you in the next episode. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.